future human visionaries. What tomorrow knows today. Produced in association with the V&A. Welcome to Visionaries, a podcast dedicated to futurological thinkers. We seek out people who are reimagining innovation in their field and ask them to apply their intelligence to emerging trends. Keep listening to hear the evolving story of their ideas. Rebecca Early is the head of the Textile Futures Research Centre, or TRFC, at the University of the Arts London. TRFC analyses how clothing can impact on personal well-being and enhance lifestyle, and Rebecca's own work focuses on how the environmental footprint of textile production can be reduced. She describes the work of the centre. There are 23 researchers in the centre and we all try to explore this question in different ways. How can textiles and materials enable a more sustainable future? Yes, we're looking at sustainable materials, but actually we're looking at communities, at people, at technology, at language, and the kind of culture that will emerge as the products around us uh, change. I think this is one of our biggest barriers, the idea that really we should be looking at at using just the interest on our savings environmentally. We shouldn't be using the resources around us so that we deplete um, the stock for future generations. So our biggest challenges are thinking radically differently now as textile designers to understand the life cycle and to borrow materials from the cycle of goods and the wealth that the the planet provides, rather than to take them on a linear journey and send them to landfill. Our challenge is to understand the different kinds of capital and value in the products that we're making now. It's not just about material exploration anymore for the sustainable fashion and textile designer. We have to work with companies that have very tight deadlines, very strict, limited budgets, very severe divisional problems where uh, one design team doesn't talk to another. And we're trying to make huge product and um, institutional change to make that company more sustainable. We have to learn a whole new language, a whole new way of talking and working. We spend a lot of our time learning now how to facilitate change through conversation, through visual diagrams. We spend more time making apps, films, websites than we do textiles at the moment. We often refer to Moore's Law in terms of helping us assess the ideas as they come from our researchers in terms of how far from market they are, how much investment they need. So we need to be economists too. So in order to map the the sustainability landscape and to organise ourselves and our ideas and to, to work with our clients in a very competitive and fast culture, we use these three lenses science and technology, sustainable strategy, well-being and social innovation, which for us really encompass the entire um, sustainable design landscape and where we feel we'll play our most significant role in the future. Science and Technology, a platform led by Carol Collett, is one that that takes the designers into the lab. All the, the design researchers here, who are traditionally trained textile designers, collaborate with scientists in different uh, research institutions, in different laboratories, often working at the moment quite heavily with synthetic biology. Carol's own work, uh, here you can see a design probe, a black strawberry of the future with an enriched level of of vitamin C. The, The roots of the plant actually make a lace as the plant grows. 
So she's looking with her cohort of researchers at radical new ways to create materials. Lighting without electricity. Shoes made from a new kind of leather, which is actually made from the mold from green tea. And shoes which uh, form around your foot, all using nature's own energy and forces. In the wellbeing platform, Dr. Jenny Tillotson looks at how scent and clothing and accessories can enhance our well-being. Her particular um, approach through sensory design uses um, aromacology, a new approach to linking um, our senses, our, our, um, our noses, if you like, to our brains in a, uh, through the products that we wear and um, enjoy every day. Smell the colour of the rainbow um, was research that produced devices that emitted fragrances specifically to reduce stress levels. Lift My Mind produced a rucksack which emitted a scent to increase athletic performance. And Jenny's new work, funded by the Winston Churchill Foundation, is to use scent uh, with dementia to enhance memory. So Jenny, from a traditional fashion textiles training, is now working um, in Cambridge, really in a scientific institution, to bring her um, products uh, together with their scientific breakthroughs, and indeed now her scientific breakthroughs. Other designers in well-being approach it from a, a, a completely different, non-technical perspective, in a, in a sense. Melanie Bowles pursues the idea that designers have a particular way of communicating and can uh, instruct and help people imagine products and garments for themselves. Her tools are for a democratic design community of the future where she, she links um, simple um, CAD designs, Photoshop, Illustrator, up with uh, digital printing bureaus and simple pattern making systems. She makes new digital tools which can create a sequin effect or an embroidery stitch uh, by touching the, the keypad on your computer. She's bringing the consumer closer to a product that they can truly make themselves. Press the send button and it'll arrive in the post from the bureau. We will want more interaction in our lives in the future from our shopping experiences um, and our designers are looking at how textiles materials can create more highly um, stimulating uh, experiences for the consumer for the visitor linda florence's floor installation where directly as a result of the consumer walking playing touching rolling around on the floor the floor will change and evolve over time we're having to respond to briefs now where people expect the product not to be static and maintained, but to evolve, adapt and change. The third platform, Sustainable Strategy, is where I've spent most of my research career. Since 1996, we've been looking at how the, the textile designer can create strategic and tactical approaches to the design process. We've uh, dealt with low launder, upcycling, and connecting the consumer to techniques that allow them to create a longer lifespan for the clothing that they own. We have designers who use laser finishing technology to cut, to fuse, to weld and embellish garments. Garments that come off the laser production line in the future where no other manufacturing unit has been accessed. Short life, paper-like materials, long life, durable materials. Thank you.
This is Future Human Visionaries. Keep listening to find out what tomorrow knows today. Jack Willem Roberts of Future Human asked Rebecca Early about the environmental impact of 3D printing technology and the maker community that is growing around it. It's, it's a good question. So there are various measurement tools emerging at the moment. And we've, for a long time we've been saying digital printing is better, it's sort of lower in terms of its water use, its chemical use. You can print on demand, you don't have to overproduce. But we're still waiting to see whether um, that actually balances out, whether that's actually true. It depends on the price point that the product's being sold at. It depends on the base material. It depends on how often someone washes that. So it's, it's very difficult to measure any of these new technologies until you absolutely nail the context, the, 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 the consumer and the projected life cycle of that product. We think there are huge potential savings with some of the technologies that are coming through. Um, the link to the consumer is, for us, in sustainability terms, can we change the mindset? Can we stop kind of random Saturday afternoon impulse buying, everybody turning up on the high streets and buying bags and bags of stuff? Can we start to shift people into looking at things that they really want? to buy and keep, allowing those things to adapt and change over time as people's body shape changes, as they age, as their, their tastes change, as they travel. You know, we're, we're actually looking at how the technology can serve us better in terms of clothing and fashion. Essentially what we want from fashion is style, change, colour, excitement. None of those things have to be on a rack. We have the technology to, to provide such a range of services for the fashion industry and it's very, very underexplored. Has the influence of 3D printers been overstated? Uh, we've been talking a lot to a fast fashion manufacturer about what 3D printing can do for them and they're interested in the jewellery that they might be able to make with it. They're interested in replacement heels for shoes and it's, it, it's playful. I'm interested in the consumer being able to understand more about making materials and objects so that they have a higher consciousness about consumption and manufacturing. I think there's an incredible discourse there. I think people like to be served. I think they like beautiful things made for them. I think they like to, to choose it. You know, I think we might be over, overstating a little bit what 3D printing will do. Can you explain how garments might be embedded with pharmaceuticals? Uh, garments and pharmaceuticals, uh, the work of Dr Jenny Tillotson in my presentation. It's, uh, the technology for her is, uh, is sort of way behind her ideas, of course. Um, she has managed to impregnate textiles and fibres now with um, scent. Sort of think of scratch and sniff, you've now got, you know, uh, scented... Uh, sort of perfumed garments now that are quite close to market. Um, her idea of aromacology and sort of scent bubbles uh, being there um, for each individual that you can program, um, that's reliant on the chip technology that will emit that kind of uh, 
radius of its that circumference for the individual um, and that's about five years I suppose uh, behind sort of where they are with the, with the concept um, it, 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 when you talk about synthetic biology and what people are actually going to want to do with their bodies it, it, it's really such a, li- a lively conversation at the moment for us at TFRC particularly with Carol's Alive exhibition in Paris her PhD students um, are growing tissue brooches and uh, you know tattoos emerging naturally from the body and all this programmable body manipulation that is becoming technically possible for this particular student who um, presented to us this week her entire PhD is now about the ethics is about the discourse that you know actually they got they got quite quickly to the point where they could grow jewelry as part of the body but by far the greatest sort of new knowledge that she's going to be able to offer is the incredible debate around that very idea so again we're seeing our our designers actually having to really sort of challenge and record humans human responses (coughs) rather than the, the sort of scientific breakthroughs this recording took place at an event convened by the V&A with support from Z33, the Welcome Collection, and the Arts and Humanities Research Council. This podcast was produced by Future Human in Dalston, London. For more episodes of the Future Human podcast, visit iTunes or soundcloud.com.